Oh no, there's another squad attacking. Welcome to the third party and Apex Legends podcast hosted by myself, Shay, and joined as always by my co-host, Henry. Henry, my man, how's it going today? It's going really well. Been loving playing Winter Express, really hyped for the rest of the holiday season. And uh, this is one of our more fun episodes we've probably ever done. Yeah. I mean, this is this is one of the crazier ones, I will also uh-huh. say, that we've ever done. So yeah, to give it a little away, we're going to do our news. We're going to cover some leaks like we always do. But today we're going to be going through and casting a long-awaited Apex, Apex Legends Netflix series. So doing some fan casting, some dream casting, having a good time, spitballing some ideas. But we haven't done it in the past for a multitude of reasons we'll cover, but we're finally going into it today. And yeah, it's just a switch up in episode style from what I think you and I are used to doing. So we'll see. We'll have some fun, I think, though. Before we do that, though, we want to make sure you join our Discord to chat Apex, find teammates, and receive third-party updates. Link's in the description. Being the holiday season, we also have to mention that we have a Patreon. So if you want to get some extra benefits, rewards, presents from the third party, please consider going over there and supporting us. We got exclusive t-shirts, replica weapons, gaming sessions, all sorts of bonuses uh, that you can go check out there. And it really, really helps uh, make this show possible. It very much does. Big deal. And we appreciate everybody's support that has joined in the past. It's amazing. But with that, let's dive into the news. First piece of news, there was a small little update pushed out that we wanted to cover an issue where the Sentinel and Rampage could permanently be charged up. That was fixed. Watson's heirlooms being granted incorrectly to some players who just logged in. That has been fixed and various server errors have been fixed. Did you run into the Rampage Sentinel issue at all anywhere? I didn't see it in game myself, but I saw some videos of people just going crazy with the permanent Rampage. I mean, no, I haven't. but. It really is a great reminder that the revved rampage is the most powerful weapon in the game, period, and not even close. It is extremely powerful, so use it, whether or not it's permanently bugged or actually in the game with a thermite grenade. It's a really good reminder. It is a powerful, powerful weapon. Blowing down doors is no joke, to say the least. Yeah. Next piece of news, we had a Apex, maybe teaser, maybe just for fun, little photo from the at Play Apex Twitter account uh, it is captioned, what is Mirage working on in his wor- workshop? Wrong answers only. And looking at it, we see a little bit of a sneak peek into the life of Mirage. He got some trophies in the background, non-Mirage trophies, like not just himself this time. We got some actual cup style things. So he he's a winner through and through. Uh, and a hollow tech work area and i think it's cool you see a little bit of the scientific side of mirage and his setup at home which is something you know he doesn't get a lot of credit for he's kind of like the butt of all the jokes and he's the funny guy but the dude's a genius also that created hollow technology and we kind of see a little bit of that here yeah i mean it's really cool extra lore for our guy mirage we can only really speculate as to what this might mean for an in-game reality crossing our fingers for mirage voyage to make a return but uh Anything. maybe we get a mirage voyage to uh get add to a map so that'd be a lot of fun man i mean we, we talked recently about some maybe disappointment in the content this season give us winter express and a return of mirage voyage or an updated one and uh color me happy at least yep. i would be i'd be good to go on that Next piece of news, we had a the second set of holiday skins be rotated into the store yesterday. Uh, go check them out. Any of them are going to make you drop any money, HP? Probably no not, shay. but got to ask. No shay. <laughs> just making sure. Just, it's such a big deal whenever it happens, so we got to cover our bases each time. Very true. Uh, next piece of news in November Apex Legend was the fourth most downloaded free to play game on PlayStation in North America behind Fortnite Warzone Rocket League then Apex which I think that's a pretty nice reminder how dang good the game is and popular still despite some of the concerns I think that are floating around everywhere currently I mean this month has been massive for both mm-hmm. Fortnite and Warzone. And so we have seen a serious dip in Apex player count and just viewership overall. But this stat is very optimistic, honestly, because mm-hmm. it's not players on PlayStation. 
is downloads. So it means that we're actually getting a good amount of new players as well uh, as the OGs who have been grinding for years now. So I think Mm -hmm. this is more optimistic than I initially thought that Apex is doing well despite the very intense competition this season. Yep. And then the last piece of news from Gaming Merchant, there is a strange new crypto teaser, or is there, is the caption. And this is a weird one that Merchant found. So it is a in arenas on the, um, oh gosh, can you remind me the name of the map Party right now? Crashers. Party Crashers. We got the system reboot. I'm assuming it's going to say request and kind of this whole error crypto vibe message thing showing up on uh, some of the screens. And the weird thing about that is it's came in at a very weird time of the day. There hasn't been any leaks or data mines about it. There's not a new event. There's not a new legend that it's kind of like referring to. It's only in arenas. Just this really weird one-off thing. Merchant theorized that maybe it could just be a weird bug. I think that'd be a little weird. What are maybe your impressions on it? It's... One of the strangest things we've seen in game ever, honestly. I don't really know what it could possibly point to. Um, you know, the only thing that we've heard recently about crypto is that there is currently one person working on a Watson esque rework mm-hmm. to crypto. This could be huge. It could be, you know, a little lackluster, kind of like Watson, but. It could also be completely different. It'd <laughs> yeah. be a new event, a new arenas map, something like that. Um, a change to an arenas map, potentially. Mm-hmm. Um, some cool stuff for sure, but never seen anything like this in terms of the timing, location. It's very odd. The weirdest thing to me is that there's no leaks or any data yeah. mining like behind it. Because we always kind of have some rumors of that kind of stuff floating around in the future, but there's nothing. And that's kind of funny, like in terms of like what it could end up being, or maybe we'll look back at it in two months time and be like, hey, remember that weird thing that happened? Yeah, nothing ever came of it. Like, who knows at this point? So, but crypto might be up to something at the same time. Let's cover some leaks now. Okay, if you're not a fan of leaked Apex Legends content and us kind of theorizing about it, feel free to skip ahead. Timestamp's going to be in the description of the show or on YouTube as well. So these are all today coming from our guy at Shrugtall. So we had a skin added to the files called Bloodhound Pilot. It was actually a renaming of an old skin that has three different like forms and rarities in it, like a level one, level two, level three. And Part of the theory is that maybe this could signify evolving legend skins coming to the game. How do you think something like that would operate? Would you be interested in anything like that out of curiosity? So I think it's very cool. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves evolving skins. Um, you know, the the first thing though is evolving weapon skins are a thousand times cooler than an evolving legend skin because close, you yeah. can't see your own legend. So it hey. Play Gibby though. Grab yeah. the heirloom. You can see your evolving shield, maybe. That's true. That's true. <laughs> That's a lot of ifs and buts. But you know, if the evolving skin is very concentrated on gloves and hands, then it could be awesome. But I'm thinking about what we discussed last week on our really random wisdom live chat about a game mode where you could evolve to unlock abilities mm-hmm. and increase weapon attachments things like that that were tied to your legend over time by getting kills kill streak kind of mode um a lot of cool stuff that'd be interesting stuff i i definitely i wouldn't be like over the top thrilled if we got evolving legend skins for the reasons you answered so i would love to see something like that it would be hilarious though if we just had a huge emphasis on the gloves or the hands evolving and then you when you look at the enemy and they're like level three max their hands are just glowing but then the rest of their skin is just like totally normal because there was no point in taking the time to do it but then on the flip side if everything starts glowing crazy like your evolving weapon skin i think you're going to be pretty dang easy to see if you're just sparks are coming off you in every which direction while you're running that's exactly right shay so we'll see. Uh, next little leak, some information about the next battle pass was added in the most recent update to the files. So the code name for the battle pass right now is Rebel Biker. 
legendaries are going to be the Eva and the PK in theory, the Epic skins, Ash, Crypto, Lifeline, G7, Car, and the evolving skin would be the Hemlock. My goodness, there's some hope for your G7 if it's getting the Battle Pass skin. Maybe maybe that means something's on the books that could be coming back. Henry, what are your thoughts? I can only say it better have a quick return. So this would be the bare minimum that I would accept. Is it coming back next season? So if they do two your seasons, fingers. you're gonna lose your mind. Like, oh man! I mean, the Rebel Biker that's gonna play into a leak we'll talk about in a little bit potentially. But the other thing to me that's exciting here is the Hemlock, evolving Hemlock skin. Maybe that means the Hemlock's gonna get a little bit of a buff again, rise its way back up in the meta. It had its heyday a long time ago, but it, it's kind of been on the back burner for a while now. I don't think Hemlock meta is like one of the worst ones we've played with. I color myself pretty enjoyed when we uh, had a good time with it. And so especially on kind of the longer range sight lines, I could very much enjoy having the Hemlock back again. Yeah, I, I'm just not very good with the Hemlock, but I have to say the boosted loader makes it very very good and when we compare weapons just looking at numbers it performs really well in our rankings um with the boosted loader in single fire and in burst so it's a decent weapon but i do agree with you it needs a little bit of a kick in order to dominate if uh, mm-hmm. that's what we want it to do i mean I-, I love the single fire kick like if we give it a little bit more love in single fire specifically I'll-, I'll use it a ton in that case but maybe they lean further into the burst as well so they could go either way uh, another piece of leaked information there might be some changes to the battle pass system next season as a number of currently panels that are used for the battle pass are named old with the 11.1 patch i wonder what this could potentially mean we had rumors and leaks a long time ago about a choose your own battle pass system essentially like branching off in all these random directions maybe now's the time that we get some sort of update and go closer to that it would be quite interesting and that'd be new kind of like ea technology being implemented because switching up a battle pass system is kind of a big deal nowadays with how successful they are yeah i mean it would be a massive change and one that i think they've obviously been hesitant to do um, I can say if you want to complete the battle pass, you have to play a lot and you have to be pretty good. Like I complete mm-hmm. the battle pass every season um, with time to spare, but I'm pretty conscious about trying to do it nowadays because I have a lot uh, less available time to play. Yeah. Um, but if they were to do something like this, I don't understand how it couldn't not become easier. I just think that if you were to say you can specialize and complete the battle pass only playing defensive legends or using ARs only or just playing, you know, BR in general, that's just making it easier and easier and easier for people people to perform at their best than not have to go use shotguns and get 20 knocks or something like that. So it's hopeful news, but something that you wouldn't guess they would do, uh, just because you don't want to be giving away battle passes. Yeah, for sure. We'll see what happens, though. We also got a new Arenas map load screen put into the game, potentially, called Habitat. We talked about it a little bit on the Wisdom app, but share some of your insights again for the folks that missed out on that chat and are kind of hearing our opinions on it for the first time here. Yeah, well, a lot of people that have seen it um, are saying that it looks really big for an Arenas Mm. map. And we think that it isn't necessarily overly large you know we have the phase runner that is a pretty large map i think that encore is a pretty large arenas map but in any arenas mode you're only really going to be playing in the very middle of it based off of how the ring logic has to be because you can't favor a spawn point and where the ring shrinks um so even though it looks kind of big i think it's all going to be okay um but the major thing to point out here is the eggs um potentially flyer eggs something big yeah they're pretty big and we got the leviathans walking around in the background so we could be looking at baby leviathan eggs which would be Mm -hmm. quite interesting the one thing i'm looking at like in terms of this load screen that's quite interesting is there's one clear side where you can see like oh this is where you would enter the games Mm -hmm. completely opposite of that it's just coastline and mountain and i mean you could spawn in that and that could be fine but 
we do kind of normally get this other building to spawn in and kind of come out of most of the time. So I wonder what potentially it is. It's it is a load screen. There's obviously artistic kind of stuff taken like liberties taken. So it very well could just be there. But I do think that's kind of an interesting thought as well. Yeah, totally. Next piece of leaked information. We got a potential Bangalore loading screen added to the files that should be released after the next stories from the Outlands. This one is crazy. We find out how Bangalore grabs the heirloom, essentially, and it is by taking out a hollow cloaked pilot that is going for the assassination. And as Titanfall players, I've assassinated a lot of people with hollow tech, and they normally don't see me coming. So this is a big boost to the powers of Bangalore, if we're being completely honest here. <laughs> yeah, these unique animated legend select screen are so cool. I think yeah. right now Pathfinder probably has the best one. So good. It comes with great music and has great mm -hmm. animation and just a great skin on top of that. Um, but I'm really excited for this skin. And mm -hmm. this just kind of raises it up. A notch. I love the Titanfall callbacks, and this is a cool one. For sure. Next piece of information, there is currently, not used, but there are a number of team banner frames in the files for teams such as Team Liquid, TSM, Cloud9. They're added to the patch. Dude, this is interesting. I mean, we see it in a lot of games now. Something we've kind of speculated on a while. How is the esports scene of Apex going to connect into the actual game? And this looks like it could be the first step. Do you hear this and like you get the banner frame? Are you disappointed? Like, are you like, oh, I wish it was skins, kind of like how lots of other games tend to do it? Because banner frames kind of get a bad rap in Apex mm -hmm. in terms of like, oh, I pulled a banner frame with my legendary. That sucks. I wonder if people actually won't receive this well if this is how we kind of get the entry point of team swag into Apex. Yeah, I think your hunch is right. Um, we have been hearing about this from pros, talking about it on the show since the online global series started. Yeah. Um, this has been something that was long awaited. Yeah, this is going to be kind of underwhelming to a lot of people if it's just the banner frames. You know, it's something easy and quick that you can do, you know, to design a whole skin for a weapon or a legend um, and something that you can apply to any legend, any main. So you don't have to be a Valk man yeah. or to wear mm -hmm. a TSM skin. Uh, which is a, a benefit, but it's also, you know, cutting some corners. Um, but it's cool. I think it's interesting just because of the timing. You know, mm -hmm. we this has been a thing in esports games for a long time, but right now with Halo just coming out and having the in-game skins, it seems like a direct like reaction yeah. to what they're doing. So very curious what comes from the Apex esports scene um, and if it is going to get, dialed up a notch yeah i, I agree it, it's definitely a weird situation they run into with like the team skins of like do you buy a team skin and then it, you get it for every legend or do you have to go legend by legend and then yeah it, it's a tough line to walk in that sense so i get the banner frame the cool thing about the banner frame is that everyone will see it when you're the champ which is going to be sweet and then you know you kill you die, everyone's going to see it at some point. So that is kind of the nice thing. A skin might get lost occasionally. And if you see it or not, this one you definitely will see. But yeah, the banner frame reaction might not be strong. And last leak we have for today, more and more files are pointing towards Maggie being the next legend to get added to the game. The theme of the season could be an interesting one to look at with this biker theme and theory coming to the games. We don't have any abilities or anything, but if we get that stuff leaked, we will obviously talk about it and cover it. Dude, Maggie coming in behind Fuse now. We're getting some Salvo legends into the game. Some of your thoughts, because this would be... I, I am un, I'm unclear on how we get her in the games. Yeah. You know, like the blood sport of Apex is like this proving grounds to become a famous celebrity and a champion and a celebrated person. And we got a terror. This is a terrorist, Maggie. Yes. Yeah. I am very much against this. <laughs> I don't want this to happen. If it does happen, we're going to need an incredible explanation. Um, but I'm not excited to meet Maggie again. I don't think that she belongs. Um, and that's all I'll say for now. If it I, becomes true, yeah. we'll share a lot more of our thoughts. 
That's fair. That's fair. We'll circle back later. Circle back later. Okay, let's do it. Diving into the main portion of the day. We're talking about Apex Legends, the TV show. And this is one that is quite exciting, I think. Um, Rumors have kind of been circulating for a while now uh, that something like this could happen. And as movie, TV, I would consider us both kind of like the movie TV nerds. And we've been wanting to talk about that like dream fan casting for a while, but we didn't have a video platform. Really made sense for us to talk about it just on purely audio without being able to show it. Uh, But now we're on YouTube. So hopefully you can come over here even just for this segment so you can see some of the connections we're trying trying to make and we got this platform to do it and we got asked about it a ton as well on discord recently so everything just kind of lined up Uh, on top of that you know with the recent success of arcane going to like number one on netflix the witcher season two is about to drop we are seeing a bit of a push for video game inspired television again after some of the early failures of you know, the Assassin's Creed movie, Cough Cough, that we, uh, everyone was not a big fan of. Um, and yeah, we got Halo coming out soon. So hopefully Apex gets their name in the hat and uh, we get something soon. This is not just something coming out of thin air, though. I mean, there's been hits about hints about something like this potentially being in the works for a while. Chad Grenier, the ex-game director back in 2020, mentioned that he would love to see an Apex Legends series. And that was very much uh, reinforced by a lot of the extra people on the team and then in 2021 a little another cryptic hint came from the now ex-director of communications ryan rigney during a reddit ama respawn dev was asked about a netflix or amazon prime tv show for apex he just responded with a zipped mouth emoji which everyone loves to run with that and means oh he knows something that's in the works maybe um i don't know we have some signs we have some hints and so yeah we are going to be looking at casting a live action version of the cast because obviously if they go animated our voice actors are awesome we'd be supportive and love for them to keep that same cast and keep growing that community but if they do go live action for some reason henry and i are throwing together a bit of a dream casting guys it might be a bit unrealistic this would be a star-studded cast to say the least if uh, apex was able to secure these folks but we wanted to have some fun with it uh, and figure out who we think would be a really cool to portray these characters uh, we're only going to be casting the og legend today as they would kind of be the core of maybe a season one of apex and down the line if you guys really like this we could do a part two so support it if you want comment in the youtube uh let us know in the discord if you are very much a fan of this and we'll have some fun with it but if you want to kick us off with the first one we're going to start off with some heat yeah this is a big one to start off with and i'm honored to unveil it so the first legend i wanted to cast is gibraltar a third party staple and potentially the star of an apex legends tv show uh gibby keeps the team together and supports everyone with his positivity and with the rich backstory, Gibraltar is a character that in the TV world, people could just fall in love with Gibraltar. And so we really need some star power packed behind this character. So we've elected to cast Dwayne The Rock Johnson. <laughs> Gotta get him. Gotta get him. Whatever it takes. Whatever it takes. <laughs> um, Give us the dollar amount, Dwayne. We got you. <laughs> It would be quite a substantial figure, Um, but The Rock is potentially one of the most well-known actors in the world currently. His background as a wrestler adds to his worldwide stardom, which is what we want in Gibraltar. Friendly, always welcoming, Um, and with his role in Black Adam, we know that The Rock is ready for the Comic-Con fandom-style life. And, you know, with the Polynesian background, of course, and playing maui in the moana Mm -hmm. movie i think that this is just a really solid fit it fits really well like the we there was a couple names we thought about but the rock is just he's the rock like we got to get the rock in there without a doubt i think like we're gonna talk about a little bit but something important is this like if you do an apex if you do a league show if you do something this is a whole new level of fandom that people are maybe not ready for. And it's a yeah. turnoff for actors to join like something like the MCU. Um, so we, we did try and incorporate some of that maybe past experience as a nice plus. But yeah, anything else on Gibraltar and The Rock as the first casting? I think it's a slam dunk. It's a slam dunk. It might be the easiest one. Now we're going to get a little iffier on stuff. Um, but I think we got a good cast still. We got Bloodhound now. Uh, and this is an interesting one because I think there's a few routes you can go. 
you know, you got one option, which is one that I've seen a lot of people talk about on socials, which is have a professional stunt actor in the suit, like a lot of mass characters do, and then keep the same voice actor, which is Allegra Clark currently for Bloodhound. Um, but for this one, I think there's actually a strong case and a lot of people think that there is a case for going live action. It makes a lot of sense if you're going to cover the Bloodhound origin story at all. Some of that pre-mask kind of stuff uh, to have someone play the role, obviously, that uh, can play blood. So we are casting. This is one of the few names I'm not confident with on this list, but we're casting Sophia Butella. Um, She is a beast this crazy athletic background. She's going to be able to perform all those daring stunts that we're going to need in this Apex Legends universe. I think the community is kind of recommended this one for a little bit and they nailed it. So I didn't really want to go against it with our choice. She's known for her roles in Kingsman, the, the Secret Service, The Mummy, Atomic Blonde. Sophia would just make a great candidate for a live action bloodhound, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to be an action show. So yeah. mm-hmm. you got to be able to roll with the punches. And I think this is a really great call. Before we get into the rest of the cast, though, here's a little word from our sponsors. Give Her is the first gift giving company of its kind. They help complete the often stressful quest of finding that perfect gift for your partner. With extensive research and excellent curation, Give Her has gifting figured out, promising to provide the perfect present, an indulgent experience for your busy partner. Yeah, these gifts are different from the rest because the core of the gift is an experience that you and your partner do together. It's about connection. The gift focuses on what is actually important, making happy happy memories with your loved ones. For the holidays, we have partnered with Give Her to help you get your loved one a great gift. Our girlfriends will be receiving one of the perfect massage sets. Thank you, Give Her, for hooking us up. Don't tell them, though. It's still a surprise, but... Make sure you head over to gifthergifts.com. Use code APEX at checkout for a 10% discount on your order. Welcome back. Let's keep this rolling. I did the last one, right? So you're on Lifeline now. Yep. Take it away. So Lifeline's another fan favorite character. One of the, the faces of Apex Legends. Finding an actress to play her means that we're looking for somebody that is, of course, likable and obviously can portray the role in a fair way. We've elected to go with Zendaya. The best. (laughs) An absolute superstar um, that is definitely used to being in the intense Comic-Con fandom, playing MJ and Spider-Man and Shawnee and Dune. We've seen her in award-winning performances in Euphoria. Zendaya definitely has the chops proven, uh, like athletic ability and skills in The Greatest Showman. Easy casting for us. I love this one. Like, this is one of my favorite ones. I'm a huge Zendaya fan. Super excited to go see Spider-Man this weekend also. If anyone in the Discord spoils that for us, I'll figure out a way to get you banned from listening to the show. I don't know how to do it, but that'll happen. Maybe. Was that too mean, Henry? Don't do it. Don't Don't, do it. Don't spoil. Yeah. Zendaya as Lifeline is an awesome one for sure. But we're going to keep it rolling now and go to Pathfinder. Everyone's favorite robot. Obviously, we're going to get CGI for this one. Uh, and I would say this is the easiest casting of the entire list. We're going to go with Chris Edger- Edgerly, the current voice actor of Pathfinder. Can't change the voice of the robot. But if we have to go a different route because we're being forced to, we want to make sure all the options are laid out. Maybe you need a mo- an actor to come in to do mocap kind of stuff, show some emotion still on the face. It's a, quite a talent of itself, mocapping as an actor, for sure. Um, our backup option for that is Jason Sudeikis from Ted Lasso most recently. Just an absolute lovable guy and great sense of humor. He would just fill in that optimistic role so perfectly. He'd pretty much be playing Ted Lasso as Pathfinder, yeah. I would say. You just got to believe, you know? <laughs> yep. You just got to believe. High five. A lot of thumbs up. I think that it would be a great fit and a lot of fun. No doubt. Next, we have Wraith. And now Wraith is the most popular legend in the game. She's really the cover character. Um, But we don't really see her as the leading star of an Apex TV show. She's a little bit, you know, low, isn't super friendly, Mm -hmm. um, and has an extremely traumatic backstory that she hasn't really risen to the top of being the person that brings everybody together like maybe Gibraltar 
or mm-hmm. Lifeline. Um, but she still definitely deserves a star to play her just because she's very high profile in the games. We've elected to cast Ana de Armas as the actress that will be playing Wraith. And for both of us, she's a personal favorite. Um, she's most known for her role in Knives Out, which is excellent. You got to see it if you haven't already. For sure. Um, mm-hmm. But more recently, No Time to Die. Um, this actress, Anna, is just incredible and is spoken about very fondly by Daniel Craig and Keanu Reeves. And those are pretty good vouchers uh, yep. <laughs> for somebody in the acting space. So I think she could probably handle it. And with the stunts uh, that Apex would require as a Netflix show, I think she could definitely handle it coming right out of a Bond movie. Yeah, she's uh, she is fantastic. Does a great job. And yeah, you and I are both huge John Wick fans. So anything Keanu says goes like that. That's like the number one rule of a uh, film currently. Let's keep it rolling, though. We got Bangalore for Bangalore. We need a badass, right? We talked about it a little bit in the news section a little bit. I don't want to spoil it because I'm realizing now it's in the leak section. So if you did skip ahead, I won't say anything. But we're seeing that Bangalore can take out any enemy in the entire Apex Titanfall universe. So we need, we need someone that's going to bring that intensity, the seriousness and skills that Bang has to Apex Legends. For the casting of this, we're going with Lashana Lynch. and. We're going back to back on Bond actresses at this point. Gotta the stunt, do it. God, I mean, you know, the stunts that they pull off in those movies would just, they fold over into Apex so easily. And that's such a nice little confidence boost we can take with it. But yeah, she's the last person to take up the 007 title. And I think she would strongly fit that Bangalore role in Apex right now. Yeah, I have to agree. I think this is a great choice. Um, Bangalore is a really tough one to cast though. Like, yeah, she has to be really serious, really skilled, but also be well spoken and mm-hmm. uh, a leader, and definitely have that can-do attitude. So, and she still has one. those vulnerable moments. Yeah. Like she does. Like she's hard definitely. Role. Yeah, it's a hard one. Probably it's up there. We could say it's hardest, it's but there. she's up there. It could yeah. Be. Mm-hmm. Um, this next one is my favorite <laughs> uh, of the whole episode. Yeah, but Mirage, Elliot Witt is one of our favorite legends for a long time. He was on the cover art, laying down, Mm -hmm. prone, which was awesome. Um, And he really requires somebody that's going to bring the humor, the quick wit, and rock the sweet holographic suit. You're going to be seeing a lot of this actor. Yes. And they're not the star of the show, perhaps, but they're definitely the reason you watch. The comic (laughs) relief, definitely they're going to be flashy. And we couldn't think of anybody better than the one and only Ryan Reynolds. No doubt. Mm -hmm. I mean, come on. This is Mirage, Ryan. They're just two peas in a pod. Mm -hmm. Um, If we can just ignore the one appearance of the Green Lantern, um, I think he has a killer resume. Um, And I think this is the reason that he's the most fan requested casting for any Apex Legends list for a TV show. So this one is solid and coming from Deadpool, mm-hmm. I think that it would just be sheer perfection. Yeah, it, it, it's so easy. Like this one's like easy as can be. Ryan Reynolds, as much as we can see of him on the show, let's play the guy that can make copies of himself. Like that's all you that's gotta right. say. And you yeah. nailed it. Like he's not the main character, but you still maybe come to see him. And that's Ryan and anything like, still i believe one of the single best cameos in hobbs versus shaw like fast and furious movie if you've seen it so like no doubt about it would he just be beloved but let's go with caustic okay toxic but we got a bit of a heart and we're slowly seeing some of the inside humanity coming out of him that's a tough thing to do and we need someone that can show off that intensity the scariness and true lack of care for human life in live action we also need someone that can show some emotion and can pull off the beard. I mean, you said the last one was your favorite. I think this one might be up there and it's one of the easiest ones because we're going with David Harbour as the caustic of this show. Stranger Things star. 
I just truly think he seriously pulls off that intense kind of father figure to Watson, you know, scary, brooding, intense, still that little soft spot, though. Essentially, we're seeing it in Stranger Things a little bit, but I think he can pull it off. I'd love to see him in the gas mask with the killer beard again. Maybe that same Black Widow beard. (laughs) Yeah, this is a really hard role. Mm -hmm. Probably harder than Bangalore. Honestly, just because you have to have that great voice, you have to be really intense, you have to be heartless. But then, like you said, he he has some layers and we're slowly Mm -hmm. learning more and more. So that's a hard one, but a good casting for sure. Last but not least, though, we'd said the original legends. These were all the originals, but we got to do the guy that started the games also, right? (laughs) Yeah, it's kind of a no brainer. We have to have Blisk uh, in this original casting. And I think there's a pretty easy one, and that's Andy Serkis. Um, he looks just like Blisk. He's got so the easy. accent. Mm-hmm. I think that it's a really good casting. Um, you know, he's a legend already. He's done some great action. He's done some comic stuff. Um, I think he'd be a great fit into an Apex show. And Blisk is really intense. Um, but I think adding a little bit of humor in there could be really, really good in order to sell the role of this mm-hmm. just outlandish blood sport in a futuristic world where we have an entire collection of planets owned by a mercenary syndicate. It's it's wild to begin with. So I think he'd be a great centerpiece to all of that. No doubt about it. But we did want to throw out a second name as well because we were just like, man, he's perfect, but they're like we were just watching this and there's like, oh my God, this guy would pull off that intensity kind of, of a blisk and that scariness in such a great way. Like I think like in terms of personifying the character, this guy would be able to do it so well. And that's Idris Elba. So we kind of got two options. I still think I would land towards Andy, but it, it, it felt like such a good match that we had to mention both of them uh, off the bat. So yeah, that's, that's the what are your thoughts on interest though a little bit <laughs> well andy's a little silly you know yeah so like it, both of them are not like right on the dot but i think would really do incredible mm-hmm. and idris elba i think is just so good at playing those intense almost villain characters and really screams blisk to both of us so mm-hmm. you could do well either way yeah. Well, okay. We'll give the rundown on the final casting and then we'll kind of wrap it up and share our thoughts. But so for the final casting, we got Gibraltar, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, Bloodhound, Sophia Butella, Lifeline, Zendaya, Pathfinder, Chris Edgerly, or Jason Sudeikis, Wraith, Ana de Armas, Bangalore, Lashana Lynch, Mirage, Ryan Reynolds, Caustic, David Harbour, and Blisk, Andy Circus, or Idris Elba. That's the cast of our show. I mean, It'd be an expensive show, but it would be a really fun one to say the least. <laughs> you know, we're trying to set records here. You know, mm-hmm. you can't you can't compete with all these other shows without going hard. So Apex deserves the very best. Yeah, no doubt about it. And uh, yeah, I would love to see an Apex Legends TV series someday, uh, animated or live action. I'm not even picky at this point. I just, you know, extended stories from the Outland, please give it to me because it, Apex has such a fantastic universe and anything, anything at all to work towards BT and Jack Cooper on television is my dream on the inside right now. <laughs> Can't agree more. Can't agree okay. more. Okay. Okay. What are you thinking? Ref, let's, we're 40 minutes in. Do we want to, do we want to throw it in here right now? It's a big question. Okay. Let's do should. it. The return of a long awaited segment a legend concept. I'm going to read through this. We're coming. Is this one's coming from our discord from some random guardian and guys, we're working towards getting legend concepts back on the show more. So if you really like this, let us know. Um, and we'll try and feature it even more call sign thunderclap real name, Ava Shimeri. Whoa, we're going to upset some people with pronunciation today. And I apologize for that. Some lore. We kind of got some bullet point lore. She's a real big fan of Watson. Ava's also a scientist. She studied weather patterns and chemicals, both having effects on one another. She discovered a chemical that could allow you to make a bolt of lightning when it was exposed to oxygen. She discovered a way to direct and store the lightning 
and developed those into weapons and at the direction of her bosses. She then realized that with these weapons, she could be more like Watson. And so she joined the arenas. And from there, she joined the Apex Games. I love that. Arenas to the games segue. Some personality traits. Ava's kind, calm, starstruck over the legends of Watson, but also a true creative at heart. It's been a while since we've done this. Do we, we go, do we want me to go passive and then thoughts and tactical then thoughts? Or do we just want to roll through all of them? Yeah, I think we can do each ability. Mm-hmm. And that'll be perfect for this legend. Perfect. We're on with the first passive. We got Stormwall. When inside a heat shield, Ava supercharges the shield and it projects a barrier that has 400 health. Basically, a Gibby Dome, but with low health. The barrier disappears when she's outside of it, and if she re-enters it, it will have the same health as when it was last up. It takes one second for the shield to activate or reactivate, zero seconds to deactivate. All thunderclaps can trigger this on any heat shield, but each only get one barrier. She also has a second passive, static discharge after running for a while, minimum 50 meters, caps at 200 meters. Thunderclap generates static that can be used in two ways. One, buffs the next melee attack you make by 5 to 20 damage, divide your distance by 10, or buff the number of your ult effects by 2 to 8, which we'll cover in the ults obviously later. Thoughts on the passive though, because I think the abilities here are awesome for this legend. It's really cool. You know, Mm -hmm. we think that heat shields are one of the most strange, unique decisions (laughs) and pieces of Apex equipment ever. Um, and so tying a legend to them is a really cool idea to give them a little bit more substance, uh, which mm-hmm. I like. Um, but the idea of having a passive that works as a charging device uh, for other abilities um, is something I really love. You know, we've been talking about how could you make a support legend that could help other legends with their abilities uh, for a long, long time. This isn't exactly that, but is maybe even better because it allows you to act in order to get rewarded with other abilities and other actions, which is really cool. I think this is a really cool one. And yeah, that concept that you were mentioning, I love that. But in this this ability specifically, the fact that this whole using a heat shield as a Gibby Dome thing, but then you also like, you can't bubble fight with it. It's not like you're going to be able to throw heat shields and go bubble fight because when you step in and out, it'll activate and deactivate. And then that kind of ruins the purpose of it. And so it truly is just turning this heat shield into a nice little shield so i don't think it feels like this crazy overpowered thing maybe i'd be proven wrong though uh if it was put in the games and we saw something like it tactical thunderclap tactical the thunderclap tactical is thunder burst we got a lot of thunder here it's on a 30 second cooldown takes one second of charging and you can release by releasing the tactical button goes 100 meters and can hit multiple people if they're lined up travels instantly, has a very small hitbox, deals 20 damage, and unloads your weapons. We're talking skill shot here, essentially. Skill shot of all skill shots. Mm -hmm. I love it. Um, You know, Seer was a hit and a miss with this idea of a tunnel ability where you could send out a cylinder that would Mm -hmm. affect legends in the pathway. Unloading people's weapons would be so awesome and so cool it is something that i mean first off this is powerful and we love yeah, to see yeah. powerful abilities because it's really hard to puncture through the top legends and become viable in apex so you need to pack a punch in your legend mm-hmm. concepts and i think we're on the right track here um we, we do run the risk of not having good feedback on okay mm-hmm. did i hit them is this really having an effect i think adding icons to this person is unloaded unloaded at the yeah. moment could be nice similar to how seer kind of sees uh health bars maybe mm-hmm. you could see you know magazine capacity mm-hmm. for duration mm-hmm. so you know did they reload or not how much did they reload if it was a 30 30 or something um this is cool though and extremely powerful i love stuff that just does anything with weapons because Mm -hmm. yeah then you immediately get power and it's quite fascinating i do like the whole concept of really creating a difficult skill shot that can just be quite impactful but really fun the worry with this is obviously it has that 100 meter range you're probably not going to use it at that range i love that you can hit multiple people though 
is it going to be like something like this? My concern is, is it too easy in close quarters to then get, get such a big advantage? That's like where I think that balancing essentially will come into how hard it is to hit the shot. And it could be cool, though. And I'm just thinking of such a great animation of this electricity just shooting out towards these people. And all of a sudden the guns have like if you get hit, your guns will spark and light up and the mag falls out or something. And it could just look absolutely fantastic. Yeah, I mean, I could envision a really small hitbox almost or something mm-hmm. like this, similar to like a Titanfall laser shot mm-hmm. or something where it's mm-hmm. pinpoint in order to combat that kind of close quarters, serious like destruction of anything. Yeah. Um, I think you could work with something like that and make it pretty rewarding to use. Yeah, that could be cool. Okay, for the ultimate, we got Thunderstorm, two and a half minute cooldown. Throw a grenade that splits into eight others in a spread pattern that goes up to 20 meters away from the center on a flat plane. Each new grenade moves at under sprinting speed, just under sprinting speed, towards the closest enemy within 10 meters of the grenade. Each grenade can go up to 50 meters away from the center before deactivating. Each grenade does 10 damage. More grenades are added if the passive is active. So, obviously, remember for the passive, if you run, you can buff your ultimate effect by two to eight so adding up to those kind of like max number of grenades but i hear this and i just start thinking tick tick grenade from titanfall and i i think that it seems like oh you're gonna hit this right like you're gonna throw this out it can travel 50 meters 50 meters pretty far how fast does it do it like how fast is just under sprinting feel in the game would be quite interesting to me 10 damage though not a ton do you think that the that's counteracted by these maybe stacking on top of one another or the ease of use of potentially using it makes up for it? Yeah, I mean, I think this is similar to a fuse knuckle cluster, which we both feel is a very powerful ability in the game mm-hmm. uh, that really packs a punch. You know, you're doing 50 to 75, 80 damage if you're sticking a knuckle cluster right now. It's pretty significant. We're looking at kind of the same deal where mm-hmm. if this... You have a knuckle cluster, but it's a homing knuckle cluster that's yeah. going to follow enemies, which is quite cool. Um, but depending on how many there are, yeah, it could be pretty overwhelming if you have these mini grenades following you around and there's no real counter. So it's yeah. not going to do a huge amount of damage uh, if you do get hit, but if you get hit by a lot of them, man, that's yeah. that's not good. So I see this as pretty interesting because it's kind of defensive you put this Mm -hmm. down on the first floor of a building and you say don't come in here because i'm going to chase you out with grenades if you do um so i think it's really cool in terms of play style and application Mm -hmm. it's very unique even though it has some similarities to to diffuse's tactical yeah i'll say this is another one that would be quite interesting to kind of see the ui behind it Mm -hmm. and that would be impactful kind of how it is diffuse's ultimate on if it's really strong or not in a way. So that's something to definitely keep an eye out for. But overall, I really like this legend. I think this is a really fun one. And yeah, throw your legend concepts in our Discord channel and we will uh, check them out. We always try and comment on them when possible if you tag us. Uh, But yeah, we'll hopefully try and get them on the show again in the future if you guys enjoy kind of us revisiting this idea again. But great job. I love this one. Any final thoughts you got? No, that was fun. Sweet. Okay, we're going to wrap it up now with a five-star question coming from Nick Fury Swipes. Gotta love the Nick Fury in there. Thanks for making the show. I've been a player since season two and main Bloodhound before it was cool, but didn't stumble upon the third party until season seven. I know, tragic. My question is in regards to the benefit of burst damage and whether its power ever dictates what weapons you choose. For example, a player hiding behind cover can quickly peek with a wingman or PK and deal massive damage and quickly strafe back into safety leaving them only briefly exposed. Meanwhile, auto weapons require longer tracking on a target and longer exposure to incoming damage. There are risks and rewards to each style of weapon, but I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. Keep up the good work and happy holidays. I love that. This is a great question, especially with us just talking about the hemlock. Yeah, so I guess are we on the same page? Are we asking about burst weapons like the Prowler and the hemlock, or are we asking about weapons that have burst of damage like the Wingman and the Peacekeeper? That's a good question. I was imagining it as he was using 
the wingman and the PK as examples on one side as like one extreme and then the yep, full autos being weak. And then let's talk about how the burst kind of yeah. falls in line with that power in a situation like that or and how important maybe that situation is to a game like Apex. Such a great question. And <laughs> I think the first piece of the answer is that burst equals headshots. I almost this said it, but I knew you had it. Yep. talked a lot about. <laughs> and really, if you're a normal human being and you're not a professional apex player, you aim mm-hmm. at the chest. And if you aim at the chest with a prowler or a hemlock, you're guaranteeing almost that you're going to hit headshots and get that sweet multiplier on damage. Mm-hmm. So they can be very, very powerful. And although you do get, you know, the pro and con of burst that well, if you were up really, really close, yes, you could hit fire and get headshots, but you also have these long delays where a full mm-hmm. auto weapon is probably just going to smoke you. So it's scary. But this idea of using a burst in order to hit your shots and to hit headshots specifically is really, really good when you're in those kind of medium range, close range engagements. Yeah, I, I think the the power of burst so much comes down to how easy is it to use because there is such a difficulty with the burst. If that burst is a straight up and down that doesn't go crazy over long ranges, you start to get into a really powerful gun case, which I think is what the hemlock used to be a very long time ago. Now you see when a burst is a bit harder to control and maybe underwhelming on the actual punch it packs from a damage perspective, you lose out on that a little bit. But I do yeah. think this kind of situation we're talking about where it's like if you're playing a game like Apex, yeah, there's a lot of situations where you're kind of peeking headies and stuff and your enemies are peeking headshots and playing behind cover. Yeah, you can put out damage really quick that otherwise you would not have been able to with a full auto gun. So there's definitely a use case. I personally still do, still do lean towards the full auto and the single fire, having one of each, bringing versatility. And then, yeah, I think the the burst tries to bridge that gap, but none of the guns right now are kind of strong enough to me to ta- overtake either end of that. Yeah, it, it's been over a year since the Hemlock has really been a dominant AR. And burst weapons in general are just so unique because you can't use them at those medium to long range engagements. You know, mm-hmm. it just doesn't work. And in any situation, because it's a burst, specifically the Prowler, if you miss an entire burst, that's five shots. Number one, that's really bad. Number two, that time and that forcing you to potentially reload is a huge penalty that full auto weapons don't really have. You know, Mm -hmm. you're able to recover a little bit easier. Yeah, well said. That's going to wrap up the show, though. Thank you to our producer, The Third Party 10, who supports us over on Patreon. Subscribe on Apple Pods, drop a follow on Spotify, leave a five-star review with your question. We'll answer it on our next episode. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Third Party Pod, and check out the Discord via the link in the description. Thank you so much for listening to The Third Party Podcast. We'll catch you next time. Peace. Hey, now, another squad coming in. Boom, whole squad down. Hey, brother, not today. Maybe tomorrow.